0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Oh my god, I should have pulled up that thing from the Mormon church about the little factories so that boys don't masturbate. Oh, that would have been great.
1: Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am Heather B. Armstrong.
0: And I am John R. Bray. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that oh. sounds it up actually pretty well.
1: <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, we, I got back from L.A. on Sunday night. Late, 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 late Sunday night. From a trip to see the inimitable... James Blake.
0: Well, that was specifically why you went, was for that show?
1: Yeah. Okay. He, he, that's the closest, basically. He's coming to Utah. And he's the one artist that I haven't ever seen live that I want to see. Like, he's at the top of my list. Like, if I want to go to a live show ever to see someone, he's it. And um, that was the closest he was coming, and so... We looked at the calendar, and this was going to be basically the only weekend we could fit in before all of my book stuff begins. So, we went to very, 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 very sunny and warm LA.
0: <laughs> Still your favorite place?
1: Oh, man. It's the the smell of the flowers and the heat and the sun and... It was perfect weather and it's just, oh my God, it was, it was, it was, it almost hurt, you know?
0: It was so good. It was bad.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh my God, why did, why did I have to move away from this place? No, it was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. And um, the concert was just breathtaking and stunning and he was everything and more. Um, have, you, have you ever seen him live?
0: I have not. I love his yeah. music, but I've never seen him live.
1: He's he's somebody asked Cowboy, like, James Blake, what kind of music is that? And he had to think for a second. And the first thing out of his mouth was, he's kind of like a folk. And I was like, what? what? Stop talking. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop there.
0: <laughs> That's how he classified James Blake? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I mean. I was like, okay, stop.
1: Wow. <laughs> because it's really hard to define what James does. Jimmy. People were yelling Jimmy at
0: the concert. Really? That, I don't know if I could get on board with that. Yeah, I know. Jimmy feels uh, a little wrong.
1: It feels a little too intimate with someone you don't know.
0: Yeah, and for some, I feel like for his music and for his writing, it just feels, it feels too young, to be honest. Like it feels... Yeah. When I think of Jimmy, I feel like it's a 12 year old boy. Like that's.
1: When I think of Jimmy, I think of somebody wearing a cowboy hat
0: (laughs) in a pickup truck. Oddly enough. (laughs) Although Jimi Hendrix, I mean, I guess now that I say that, but.
1: Um, Wow. It's hard to define for anybody who doesn't know James Blake. He started out doing what's called dubstep. You know dubstep, right?
0: yes unfortunately i do
1: <laughs> yeah it's a kind of a hard thing to listen to um it's a very deep bass heavy it's this it's, it's I don't, how do you describe dubstep
0: that's a great question because lexton actually went through thankfully a very short phase of listening to did dubstep. he really oh yeah oh my it, god it was like a thing at his school and everybody was listening to dubstep and it was awesome and yeah, I mean it's a deep, heavy. I mean it's weird. You can't really call it like a techno or a house, but I feel like it's in that realm. Yeah. But just far less enjoyable. <laughs> I can't. I'm so I can't glad get on you agree with,
1: with me. I'm so glad you agree with me because I can't listen to it. Which is weird because what what James did is he he sort of made dubstep dubstep melodic, and listenable, and. It, he did something. He he took a twist on it, and um, and then he he does a, he does that, and then he does uh, he plays the the keyboard. He plays the piano, and it's just beautiful. And his voice is angelic. And he played a new song, and it was straight out of the eighties, new wave. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Um, anyway, that's uh, I just I'm trying to recover. From So it wasn't that relaxing. (laughs) I thought it was going to be relaxing, but oh, my God, we got
0: little sleep. I mean, I'll admit I've never been to L.A., but is it ever relaxing? Everyone I've ever known who goes there it's nonstop.
1: It's nonstop. Okay. And the traffic is, you know, it's all the time. Right. Um, And it's unrelenting, and it's, yeah, we were up until, like, 2 o'clock every morning. And, yeah, so...
0: And now I know that it was just the two of you that went, but did you meet up with old friends or how was the
1: We met up with um we met up with his very good friend and um I didn't wanna like jam pack in too many like lunches or breakfasts with anybody, so I just took him to a couple of my favorite restaurants and showed him my old neighborhood and yeah, it was good.
0: Looked for houses. <laughs>
1: Oh God!
0: You yeah. think you'll ever end up back there? Yeah. Yep. When when both Lita and Marlowe are grown and gone, yeah. or before yeah. that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably when they're gone, or I could ask Marlowe if she wants to go to. <laughs> That's the thing. Schools are pretty bad in in LA, so
0: you got to work on that. Yeah.
1: But uh, what did you do this weekend?
0: What did I do this weekend? I went to a. 5 year anniversary party at a at a brewery and drank entirely too much beer without eating food. Oh no. And have no regrets about it, honestly. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I have not done that in a very long time and uh, and it was good. Good. It was yeah, it was it was weird yeah, it because works. Lexton was with me this weekend, but he wasn't. He slept over at a friend's house on Friday and By the time he got home on Saturday, I was already gone. And then he, he called me, he, he had kept calling when I was at this thing. So I left a little bit early and came home. And it turns out the only reason he was calling is so I could bring him to another friend's house so he could just be, and he wasn't there overnight, but he was there late into the night. And so I brought him there and then I went back out and it was, yeah, it was, it was weird. To be that <laughs> it was weird to be that independent knowing that he was still with me for the weekend, like he's just doing his own thing, and it's been great, yeah, and weird, great and weird.
1: It's yeah, when they strike, you know, when they somebody asked me yesterday if I went grocery shopping because we it had been a long time and we had nothing uh, to eat, and so it was one of those trips to the grocery store where <laughs> I bought like four, you know, conveyor belts full of food. And the woman was like, wow, when was the last time you went to the grocery store?
0: She actually asked that? Yeah. Oh man.
1: I said, yeah, you know, my kids are starving. There's no bread. There's no cereal. There's no milk. Um, and she's like, are your kid? can your kids fix their own stuff? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, they can. And that's amazing. yeah they can pour their own cereal and and, and milk and put the, the bowl away i mean they can it's fix so their great. own stuff
0: if there's stuff to fix it's yeah kinda, exactly and hard when there's no food but <laughs> oh my god yeah so yeah those conversations always bother me though
1: they always bother
0: you yeah because i feel like I it's not even necessarily that it's small talk, but it's like when you go get takeout and you get takeout for just you and there's like nine sets of flatware in there. <laughs> like just, just let me live my life. Yeah, so I have four conveyor belts full of food. Maybe I was just here yesterday. So what? It doesn't matter. Don't judge me. Yeah. Just let me, let me buy what I need to buy.
1: My kids are not locked up in their rooms starving to death yet.
0: Yeah, right. A couple more days probably. So what did the kids do?
1: The kids were with their father.
0: Ah. And, the, and cowboys were with their mom? Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: And he actually has a daughter who lives in New York. And his younger daughter had spring break last week, and she she went to visit her sister in New York. So she was there throughout oh, the weekend. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so his son was with his mother. So both of our kids were occupied And yeah, so, uh, John is in town, um, because the girls, this week is a bit of a clusterfuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, how so?
1: Uh, huh. Uh, yeah, so there was all that grocery shopping yesterday. That was about three hours of grocery shopping because I had to go to like four different places to get stuff that I needed, And the girls have piano federation on Saturday. They're playing two solo pieces each. And so it's sort of like our afternoons are very intense with homework and piano practice. And someone is coming to interview me. Uh, She's coming to dinner tonight and then she'll be here tomorrow morning. And then they're filming all day Wednesday. Um, And then I have two doctor's appointments on Thursday. And then I have a pre-interview call on Friday Friday and so it's just and lita's term ends on thursday and she's trying to get a grade up and she's got four papers to write and
0: between now and thursday
1: yeah holy
0: shit Hmm. i mean i know she likes to write but holy shit
1: yeah it's she, her yeah her, her school is intense
0: to say the least wow <laughs> that's yeah that's wild so that's that's a lot, and considering today's Tuesday, yeah, that's a lot.
1: So I was I was talking to I was on a podcast I guess on a podcast yesterday. Uh, a fellow southerner, actually, who has children, and we were talking about we we got on the subject of math homework, which we have discussed here
0: <laughs> once or length. twice.
1: <laughs> and um, and I said, you know, my kid, the, the worst part of my day. You know, I love walking my kid to school and I love picking her up and I love that time together. But the worst part of my day is math homework and her piano practice. Because what's happened very recently is her legs start to hurt only during math and only during piano practice. <laughs> oh,
0: that's strangely convenient.
1: And the woman I was talking to was like, oh, my God, did you just say that? She's like, my 10-year-old is doing the exact same thing. Like, she's trying to get out of homework because her legs hurt? What is this? And I said, well, I know that she has growing pains. She absolutely does. I I had really terrible growing pains. Did you?
0: I don't remember them, no. You don't? No. I mean, I remember growing significantly, but I don't remember the pain from it.
1: I had terrible, terrible growing pains but I didn't ever use it to try to get out of anything. Right. (laughs) And it was just, I said, it's, it's a thing. It's an actual phenomenon. It happens, but it just sort of only happens during piano practice and during math (laughs) and work.
0: Yeah. I mean, Lexton, Lexton has had growing pains. I mean, even fairly recently because he, he grew significantly in a short amount of time, but never used them to get out of anything. But I do think it's like, I think it's, it's a hundred percent legitimate. And I think during math and piano, the pain is probably there and legitimate, but she doesn't want to do those things. Yeah. So she focuses her attention on other things and it ends up being that. And I think, I mean, I see it with, I mean, even still, Lexton will actually be 15 next week and he'll get. He'll get a cold and he'll be fine, fine during the day. And then it's time for bed. And it's like a switch goes off and he's like, I don't feel good. It feels so <laughs> like you were fine like five minutes ago on your phone sitting on the sofa. So what, exactly. what happened? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but the growing pain, I mean, does that mean she complains or is she like squirmy?
1: She's oh, it, I'm, I know that she's in pain, but sometimes it happens when it's, you know, it's not math homework and it's not piano, and she's just like, oh, my legs are killing me, like, and so I'll I'll rub her. That's what my dad used to do for me. Okay, um, and it helps a bit, because um, it, it's an ache. It's a just a dull ache that just screams inside of your bones. <laughs> their neighbors across the street have this gigantic, gigantic yard and they have a trampoline and they have three dogs and everybody in the neighborhood is welcome to go over there whenever they want to. And well, the weather nice. has been... Wow. It's really nice. They're, they're really great people. And the dogs are adorable. Although their mini, their Australian shepherd tried to hump Coco and she nearly killed it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. An an eight-month-old boy Australian shepherd was like, Hey, 77-year-old Coco, what's up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And she almost killed him. (laughs) She was so mad.
1: So she goes over there every day after school because the weather was nice. And um, she's fine. She's perfectly fine. And then she comes to the house. And I'm like, you need to get your math homework done. And she's like... Oh, and she like falls on the floor and she just starts grabbing at her legs and I was like wait a minute you were over there jumping on the trampoline and you were perfectly okay and suddenly your legs are hurt you don't believe me <laughs> right. no one gets me
0: yeah it. yeah it's so hard because I never That's it's like teething like I never diminish the pain of that it's just you don't get to pick. You don't get to pick when it hurts, <laughs> when it always hurts. Like, come on now. Right. Especially especially something like physical that would make sense to hurt her legs. Like, you can't be on a trampoline and enduring that pain and then not be able to yeah. sit still. Exactly. But I'm glad I don't remember that. Just like I'm glad whenever whenever I see a kid like screaming and the parents say it's because they're teething, I'm like, Scream. Just scream. I can't even fathom, like, something breaking through the skin in my mouth. So go ahead and scream. That's what I would do. I know it. Uh. Well,
1: and then I had to um, – she calmed down, and then I was like, okay, so that's you're done with the math. We we got through the math homework, and then I was like, okay, you have to go practice your pieces. And she just – she sat down and she said, you're going to be mad at me for, for saying, for saying this. I know you are. And I was like, okay. And she said, you don't believe me when I want to go get a drink of water or I have to go wash my hands or my legs hurt while I'm playing those notes. And I was like, okay. She's like, are you going to believe me? And I was like, yeah, I'll believe you. So she sat down at the piano and she started to play one of the pieces and it's really hard. And she was just clobbering it; it was so bad. And she did the whole Sesame Street Muppet thing where she like banged her head on the keys. Does she really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: I'm sure it's less awesome from your perspective, but that's that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> She hates being bad at things. It's it's a, chari- it's a character trait that she unfortunately got for me. I get it. I get why she is so mad. She knows the song. She's just, what she wants to do is get through it and be over. And in doing that, she's messing up. And she played through it like four or five times. And it she never got even close to coming like anywhere near what the song is supposed to sound like. So I sat her down and I looked at her and I've had this exact same conversation with Lita at at about the same age. And I said, listen to me, you're rushing. You're trying to get through it and you have five days and this is up to you now. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing your piano teacher can do. This is up to you. So you have to think about this. You're going to be sitting in front of three judges on Saturday and you have to play this piano piece. So how are you going to feel if you're not prepared? So you need to think about that. And then I want you to go sit down at the piano and play through that again. And she looked at me and she nodded and she sort of like absorbed that. And then she went back to play it and she played it
0: perfectly. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then did she go wash her hands and get a drink? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Washing her hands. That's probably my favorite, honestly. She, she
1: said, "She said you guys don't understand that I really do. Like, washing my hands helps me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess if it works, I just don't understand. Yeah. There's, like, no logic there.
1: No. Then I know people have, have told me that I should let her quit and that I'm making her miserable by I'm making her doing this, but she's actually far more ahead than Lita was at this age.
0: And it has gotten better. Yes. Right? Okay. Because I know it oh, was yeah. quite rocky like a year or two ago.
1: Yeah. But she's she's really, really good. And um it's a it's a great skill to have. The the music theory is amazing for your brain. Um so yeah.
0: So no regret?
1: It is it sucks, man. It is awful. I hate it, right? I hate it. Because I have to, like, push her to do it and, like, endure the falling over and the head banging and, like, throwing herself on the floor still at nine years old. Right? Because she just hates be- missing
0: a note. Okay. But, but she plays through perfect. Mm-hmm. What is her... Is she just really casual about it? Or is she super excited? What does she do? She's
1: super excited. And okay. she loves it. And this is... Oh, my God. Who is she with? She spent the night with a friend... And they went to DI, which is like the Utah Goodwill. Okay. And they had a piano at this uh, DI. And she's... <laughs> My friend sent me a video. She sat down and she played one of the solo pieces that she played last year at Federation. Just in a store? Yes. And she's sitting there. And she's not even looking at her hands. And she's just looking around casually, like, yep, no big deal. I can play this song. What's up, everybody? And I was like, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So clearly, she doesn't hate it. She just dislikes not being perfect immediately. Yeah. That's Which exactly it. That is you.
1: Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, like the the cake that I tried to make last week, it was, right, I felt right. like a complete failure.
0: <laughs> and when was the last time you made a cake? I did forget to I, ask you that, I think.
1: I don't remember the last time I made a cake.
0: I mean, years. Decades. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, I knew mean, it had been a while, but that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the fact that it came out edible then. Yeah, it was did, delicious. It well. just
1: wouldn't come out of the pan. Yeah. Right.
0: Oh man, but the gift of music is, I, I mean, I know so many people who are adults who played something as a, as a kid mm-hmm. and quit and wish they hadn't. Right. I mean, I'm in that category. Like I, I wish that I had stuck with it. I don't know anyone who stuck with it. That is like angry that they now know how to play the piano or play the guitar or play drums or whatever. Right. So she'll enjoy it one way or the other.
1: <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, she damn well better. She can go be in a band, you know. She can go play keyboards in a band.
0: That's right. She's got the style for that.
1: She totally yes, yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, she could. She could rock the band. I think.
1: Yeah, she did a she did her oral report on Harry Juku girls. That was the last oral report of the year. Thank God. Oh, the last one. Oh, wow. Yes. There was one every single month, and this was the last one. And she dressed up as a Harajuku girl and talked about where it came from and the history of it and the different styles of Harajuku. And she was adorable, and she got 100%. The teacher loved it. Yeah.
0: Very nice. And I know I saw you post about that, and mm-hmm. you were kind of aware that it was possibly towing a line.
1: Yes. It, was,
0: it seems like it went well
1: it and went the well yeah it was I mean, really good
0: obviously so
1: so there's like the the line i mean people were like what line are you talking about and it's well it's a line of appreciation versus appropriation i did a lot of research about we'll see i played the harry Juka girl song from Gwen Stefani okay and she's been widely criticized for appropriating that culture and fashion for her uh, for her economic gain and um, she had backup dancers, Japanese backup dancers, dressed. Um, yeah, it was it was problematic. That's the word I would use. Okay. So, but she wanted to sing part of the song for the class, and I was like, okay, we, it is like we'll just play this part where that she talks about her appreciation for Harry Juku Girls, and so she sang that part of the song.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And I feel like she genuinely enjoys it, and yeah. you were aware. And I think that awareness alone, in in most situations, kinds of kind of prevents it from crossing that line.
1: Yeah, I I hope so. I mean, I mean Marlowe's wardrobe even before she saw the video. She, so there's a girl on YouTube a Harry Jukka girl on YouTube who has a channel and she talks about it and dresses in it. And Marlo's obsessed with it because I think she saw in this woman on YouTube herself because of the way she already dresses. Marlo dresses herself and it's wild and crazy and off the wall. And I think she saw that video and was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is so me.
0: Right. Which is pretty cool.
1: And she she got to study the history of it, which I think is is you know really interesting for her and good. And um,
0: I mean, she it's something that interests her enough to want to talk in front of class, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot, I think, at that age.
1: I I, I mean, and I, I I again I'll again I'll give the the teacher so much credit for her approach to this because Lita's fourth grade teacher had a completely different approach and Lita had to do like uh, oral reports on like the different like plant life in Utah oh and God.
0: like assigned topics.
1: Yeah. Like, and, and like pioneers in Utah and it just like these really dry, awful sucky things. <laughs> this teacher was like, listen, you know, they already have so much work to do and we have to do these oral reports. Do it on something that brings you joy. Always. And, you know, kids are talking about... (laughs) Did I tell you that one kid did his entire oral report on all of the different versions of Zelda?
0: No, but I would have loved to have seen that. (laughs) Holy shit. Really?
1: Did you play that?
0: Yeah. Was it good? Really?
1: Oh, he was—he's amazing. He's—he's oh. um, he's a brilliant little kid, and he—I did not know that there were that many versions.
0: Oh, there's tons, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and he talked about each version and what was in each version and like why they were different, and it was just it was, <laughs> all of the parents were in the back, like trying not to laugh because it's like it's an oral report on the game of Zelda. <laughs> that
0: is awesome. Yeah,
1: it was great. It was awesome.
0: Oh man. And I think, I, I feel like public speaking and speech in general is really underemphasized, mm-hmm. but incredibly important. I mean, just like regardless of what your major is, I think people should be able to write. Yes. And I think being able to speak is the same, the same thing, but when you're kind of confined to certain things, I think anyone, it, it kind of immediately weeds people out. Just because yeah. maybe they really want to to do it, but they're not interested in the subject, right? Like I, I had a teacher in high school, and he would give like general general parameters, but then give you free reign within it, like for different assignments. And at one point, we had to give a it was long too, like a ten minute, ten to twelve minute sales pitch for something that no one would ever want to buy. <sighs> And those were was, was his only guidelines. There was all this. I, I tried to sell copper engravings of Abraham Lincoln.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah.
0: So I framed a penny. And I, oh I my had God. like a 10-minute sales pitch on this copper engra- And it was, it was fun because the, the assignment was open-ended enough to be interesting, but narrow enough that everyone was going to be kind of walking down that same road.
1: That's a really great assignment. That's really ingenious.
0: Yeah, and I think that kind of stuff helps. I mean, totally open-ended, especially I think at Marlo's age is awesome because a lot of these kids haven't necessarily settled on like lifelong interests. Yeah. So it's kind of in the moment. Like all of these kids next year might not care about any of what they presented on. But right now it means a lot to them.
1: And and many of them haven't spoken in front of a large group of people. Right. And I think that is what they're trying to teach with this. Um, That's the goal, is to get them used to that. And when Lita was doing it, it was like, why would she want to get up and talk about the different trees in fucking Utah? Like, (sighs) And stand in front of a group of people and be frightened and, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. And you can't, I know, I think it though it's even different because it's not just a group of people, it's a group of your peers, Yes, which is even more terrifying. I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of terrifying even as an adult when it's a group of people that all know you,
1: uh-huh.
0: but then when you have to get up there and give a speech about something you're not passionate about, you don't even feel like you can be yourself. So you're extra awkward and it's, it's yeah. just, I don't know, it's just weird, but I've, I've always done better in front of groups that don't know me, or at least when it's a mix. And I don't know why that is, but I've had to give like client presentations. I've spoken at a couple weddings. And when it's like, when there's people in the audience that I don't know, it's less intimidating.
1: Right? I totally agree. I absolutely, I absolutely agree.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact,
1: in front of people I know. Like, I just garble my words. But I I won speech contests. Like, I won, like, the state speech contest in fifth grade.
0: Did you really? (laughs) Oh, God.
1: And so, like, speaking to me is not intimidating. I I really enjoy it. And... um, But, yeah, getting in front of a group of your peers is really
0: hard, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really intense. I actually, when I was in... I don't know, my first and second year of college, I think. I coached middle school forensics, like uh, theater, sort of. Oh, wow. I don't know if you have, if if forensics is the term they use out there. I know there's other terms for it, but it's basically like solo skits or you perform as a pair or sometimes a group. And there's certain things where you, like, pick a topic out of a hat and have a half an hour to prepare your... And it's like an actual research topic. Mm-hmm. And then you'd get up in front of judges and give it. But in those situations, and these were competitions, so like different schools would compete. So it's not necessarily that you'd be in front of your friends, but you're in front of a bunch of kids your age. And it's something yeah. that these kids chose to do. And it always it kind of it kind of blew my mind like they they thrived on it
1: was it like debate
0: no there was there was one i'm trying to remember what the division was called there was like one part of it where you you had to you had to pick a side on a topic and argue that side but it wasn't debate so you would so there's, there's one called extemporaneous and you would go into a room and there'd be like eight kids and you'd each pull a topic out of a hat and then you'd have 30 minutes like the clock would start then and they'd go off and research and write their speech and come back and then talk as an authority about that topic for 10 minutes. Oh, wow. You might take a scene from a movie and act it out. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's full on forensics? theater. But no props.
1: Wow. Yeah that that would be very intimidating very
0: intimidating and it was weird because if you and i don't know if this was all cat. i think it was i think if it was if you were with other people it was like theater in the sense that you're all delivering lines and in the same scene but you can't look at each other so you'd have two <sighs> or three or four or five people facing outward to the judges and interacting. So, if they shake hands, you have like two people in a line, sticking their arms out in front of them and shaking hands. So, it was a really interesting way of of acting.
1: And how old were these kids?
0: These kids were sixth, to eighth grade. So. Oh
1: wow! Wow, yeah. that's intense.
0: Yeah, they they were amazing. They did a phenomenal job.
1: What an amazing skill to learn.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, and all of them. I I, I always thought it was interesting because. I think with anything, like even sports, you end up with the kids who you know don't really want to be there, but their parents wanted them to be in basketball or something. So you could just feel like they're not into it. Every single one of these kids like, loved it, mm-hmm. was so excited to come every day, and they had practiced the night before, and it was just they were totally into it. And that's, then that's... two of them actually played they performed at my sister's wedding now that I think of it. <laughs> they were like violin players and they played at the oh, ceremony wow. and they were incredible. Yeah. That's weird. That was like 10 Multi-talented. years. Multi-talented.
1: Yes. Music.
0: See, all comes back to music. I want that Zelda presentation though. You like that's recorded somewhere? I would listen to that.
1: Oh man. It was so good. And what was really funny at the end of it, Uh, he went through all of the versions of Zelda. And at the end of it, you have to, you have to answer three questions from the class and they can't be yes or no questions.
0: Okay. Wow. So,
1: yeah. And when when he points to this guy and he's like, you, and he's like, how many of these have you played? And he's like, uh, two. (laughs) He hasn't even played them all. No.
0: Oh my God. So he just liked those two and then decided to just research the hell out of it.
1: Yes.
0: I have more respect for him now.
1: Yes. He's a, he is such a funny kid. He's so, and brilliant. So yeah, it was great.
0: That is some dedication. But again, because they were just able to do it on whatever, he put a lot of time into that.
1: I know. Yeah. He did a whole um, PowerPoint presentation and showed all of the, um, Covers of the games and the characters and everything it was incredible.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. And they're not even 10. That's a That is a good skill.
1: Yeah. Speaking of music, I'm only going to say this because um, I'm about to go on a book tour and meet people. And I'm going to be speaking in front of groups of people, um, reading and answering questions and, and sort of music. talking about them. <laughs> um, so last night we um, cowboy knows quite a few of the uh, people who book music in in the city, and so he can get access to a lot of artists and concerts. And we got uh, access to a meet and greet with Metric. Oh wow! Are you familiar with Metric? I am. Yeah. So I cannot count the number of times someone has sent me a link to a picture of her and said, oh my God, this is you. Like, oh my God, the resemblance is crazy. So many people have said that to me. And in fact, Cowboy bought a Metric t-shirt and walked around Paris with it basically (laughs) because I look so much like her and
0: you, um, you definitely yeah i could see that for sure mm-hmm.
1: there's um the blonde hair and there's a like sort of an angular like shape to her face that resembles mine and um we went to this meet and greet and she gets around to us we're sort of at the end of it and she doesn't even look at me and i was like and i mentioned to her i was like it's so amazing to meet you in person because so many people have sent me links to pictures of you and said the resemblance was uncanny and like it's just it's it's incredible to stand here in front of you and she didn't say anything to me she didn't even look at me
0: really yeah and was she, she social with other people
1: um i i didn't i i mean her back was to me most of the most of the meet and greet she signed this little flyer that I had and uh, and and then she just walked away and I was like this, why why it's so weird like why not even like it's just so weird it's like so disappointing
0: well when some artists are so like they can't get enough of their fans and want to talk to them and want to be there and I don't know. That just seems, just seems kind of odd.
1: Yeah. It was, it was, I don't know. Like I don't want to ever make anybody feel that way. And, and and she didn't make me feel any way other than like, well, that was disappointing. Like that was weird. That, that's just like, I don't know, like spend two minutes with, you could spend like not even two minutes, like 45 seconds talking to me and she just, yeah, it was weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could just say something like, Oh, no way. That's crazy. Yeah, I can see that. And then go on to the next person. Yeah, like, you don't have to like dwell on it and become friends. You just, yeah. you know,
1: I was tired. I was really, really tired. And so we just went home. We didn't even stay for the show. I'm just gonna go ahead and admit that. Cause were it was were just you like,
0: planning to or not?
1: Uh, yeah, we were oh. planning to stay. But like, that experience was just so weird. And I was so tired already. And I, you know, I have so much going on this week that I was like, hey, let's just go. And um, we were discussing it on the way home, and I've, I've watched my mother many, many times uh, with her employees and how she made them feel about themselves and how that motivated them and made them, made them like, really good at their jobs because of how she treated them. And it's, some, it's something that I really admire. So, like, whenever I'm recognized in public, or anybody comes up to me, I really, really try to make an effort to stop and ask their name and talk to them. And, um, you know, cause I, that's what I would want. I think if I recognize someone is just a little recognition, like you're a person,
0: right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. because, you know, I think in all situations or in, in most situations, when you have that kind of fame and you're recognizable, the only reason you have that fame and you're recognizable is because of the people who recognize you. Yeah. Like that's the, without them, you're, you're not famous because no one knows you. So I feel like you just have to, even if it's just 10 seconds and a smile and a high and you find out their name, like, I think that's really all most people hope for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or like, like a smile, you know, like a smile, like, Oh my gosh. You know, great to meet you too. Like, I guess, like if recognizing someone and they smile at you and are, are happy that you recognize them, like that there's something to that. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: There's a, I think I've mentioned it before. There's a singer songwriter out of Toronto. His name's Donovan Woods. And yes. he, he is the reason that I think at least probably the last two years that my top genre on Spotify has been uh pop folk, which I did not actually know was a genre, <laughs> But his songwriting is incredible, and I've seen him a couple times, and I saw him, and then I want to say it was a good six months at least before I saw him again. And he always, every single show, comes out, like, into the crowd, talks to people, stands there for an hour, like, really loves interacting. And I just went up and said it was a great show, and he said, oh, thanks, and he looked at me for a second. He's like, did you see me in Chicago, like, In the spring? said, yeah, I did. He's like, yeah, you look familiar. Oh, my God. Which was just awesome. Like, he didn't have to say it. I don't know how he recognized me, but it was really cool. And the whole interaction was a minute or less. But he took the time, like, to make that connection. Yeah. That's just, that's cool. I like that.
1: Okay, so have we talked about lore? I don't think so. Okay, so lore is this 29-year-old kid from kid. <laughs> 29 <laughs> from, years old. Yeah. Yeah. From New York. And he's, I actually thank him in my dedication of my book, um, or my acknowledgements because a lot of his music was music that I played in Paris. And like a lot of his music is what I was listening to while I was writing the book. Okay. He is just brilliant. His songwriting ability is very, is, it's very unique and, uh, he's got a, he's just adorable. And, Come to find out he's dating Kelly Oxford.
0: Really? No yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Small world.
1: Kelly Oxford came out on Instagram that she was dating him, and she sort of alluded to the fact that she's she said she slid into
0: his DMs. That's what she said. <laughs> so that works. I could just slide into the DMs of some women I'm interested in on Twitter and Instagram. Shit. <laughs>
1: maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I saw that she was dating him and I actually sent her a message um, because I, she has a copy of my book and, um, and I, I said, Oh my God, Kelly, like he is one of my favorite people in the world. And I thank him in my acknowledgements. And, and she was just like stunned. And she's like, he's the, he is truly the most amazing human being ever. He came Uh, a month ago. Really? A little over a month ago. And I asked her, I was like, um, I know that this is probably you can tell me no, but I would love to say hello to him and let him know that he's in my he's in my book. (laughs) And she was like, No problem at all and meet him here and he'll see you there. And so yeah, so at the end of the show, there was just and he's he's super popular here in Utah. And at the end of the show, there was like a line of like forty-five people, right? And it's late, and I gotta get up and get my kids to school in the morning. So <laughs> I did. I did this thing where I walked over and. To, oh my god! You
0: dropped your own name and her name, didn't you?
1: Well, what I did is I walked over to the, one of the people who was selling merchandise, and I said, "Can you go tell him that I'm a friend? I'm, you know that." Ke- that i'm a friend of kelly oxford yep i did it i totally did
0: <laughs> and the merch person did it
1: <laughs> the merch person went over to him and I, I don't know what he said and he immediately like looked at the he finished with the one fan that he was talking to and then he said to the next person one second give me one minute and then he walked over to me and he hugged me <laughs>
0: Wow.
1: And um, signed some of the merchandise that I bought. And he was just glowing and lovely and warm. And he held me like by the arms and just looked at me in the face and was just like, I'm, he was like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that anything that I've done has inspired you to do something. And, like I started crying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. But like That's the sort of like interaction with like a, somebody that you admire that you just like you walk away and you're just like, like there's an orb inside of you glowing and emanating light, you know?
0: Well, just mm-hmm. to learn that someone that you see a certain way or that has affected your life in a certain way is a beautiful human being mm-hmm. is amazing. And that's not to say that if someone doesn't interact with their fans, that they're a bad person, but just to have that experience, like. His work already touched your life. And then to meet him and realize, like, holy shit, he's also awesome is great. Yeah. Like, it's an indescribable kind of realization, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, like, again, his his music really touched me during, you know, the writing process. And for him to hug me and, like, hold me by the arms and look me in the face and look me in the eyes and, like, be genuinely happy that I was there, like, it was just... It was magical. It was amazing.
0: That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's awesome that the merch person was cool. Because I feel like sometimes those people can be like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Like, get in line. He's talking to people, you know?
1: I I I totally did pull the, you know, I I skipped the line. I did. But, I mean, I have two children, and I have to get them to school in the morning and get up, and I'm old.
0: (laughs) Honestly... I think people only get mad at that because they can't do it. <sighs> like if you, if you can't, you do it. And if you can't, you don't. And that's just how it goes. I don't know.
1: I was going to start this episode by saying like, you know, I love going to concerts, but like standing there for, <sighs> and again, so I love James Blake. He's a beautiful human being, but he did the fucking dreaded LA shit, which is he didn't come on stage for forever. Like the oh, really? first band. Yes. It's in LA. It happens in LA all the time. I remember this and, and I find, cause I used to go to concerts in LA like every night of the week back when I was 20 years younger. And like... they basically make you wait. Like somehow like at the anticip like I think it's building anticipation. I don't know, but like they don't come on stage for like uh, over an hour and a half.
0: Holy shit. It was yeah. that long. Yes. Oh, that's insane.
1: <sighs> and um, Wow. And I'm like, I'm old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. We've definitely talked about like, I mean, I'll still see shows where it's standing, but I always look like, is this a seat seat, like an actual seat and I can sit (laughs) down? That's awesome.
1: Yeah. You don't realize like all that standing is, oh God. Like, and so I, I, recovering from a lot of shows can be difficult.
0: (laughs) Oh Yeah. I just don't like the, even when the crowd is good, I just don't like feeling like I'm a piece of a mass because Mm -hmm. the crowd, even when they're good, they shift and move and you're like, you never end up standing where you thought you were standing. You're somehow like 20 feet to the right all of a sudden. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like feeling all jostled and which is, I realize ridiculous. Because that's also, like, the best place to see a show.
1: Right. Right. Um, yeah, we were a part of old. the mass of people. What was great, yeah. though, is standing right next to us was a very large, uh, seemingly athletic black man. Okay. Who sang every single word to every single song.
0: Really? He is oh
1: amazing. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Just totally into it. Like lost. Yes.
1: In it. And just totally lost. And like he was banging his head and like, it was just so amazing. Yeah.
0: That's pretty great. And those are the experiences that you don't get when you have like a seat. Right. So it does, it comes at a cost, but every time I end up doing it, I leave. And then that's when I complain about my legs hurting. <laughs> Damn it. I just stood for like four and a half hours.
1: It's so true. Like, so I I haven't, we need to wrap this episode up. I get that. But I have, because of my schedule um, with the kids and work and everything, I have, I used to walk like four or five miles a day at least. And I haven't done that in a long time.
0: Yeah. You were walking a lot because you were walking Coco.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we were in Paris and we went in England, we walked over 250 miles uh, I have not exercised in a very long time. I'm trying to get back into that, but I'm my schedule is just uh, fucking with me. Um, <laughs> so we walked quite a bit in L.A., and then we did all that standing at the concert. And the next day, <laughs> I was like, did I ride a horse yesterday? Oh, God. Did I ride a horse for like seven hours yesterday? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I could barely walk at that point. Yeah.
0: So. Although I I think walking and standing in place are so different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like in terms of like I could walk for hours and I I would be sore but I'd be okay. But standing for hours, it's a very different kind of sore.
1: Yes. 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 It's yes. It's just yes. like everything
0: is stiff and I I don't know. I just I don't like it.
1: I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: So we started by talking about, you know, young kids, and now we're just old people. So again, full circle, somehow, somehow. in my defense, I've felt like an old man since I was like 15, so yeah, it's just kind of always been my mentality.
1: yeah, I am realizing my mortality more and more and more and more and more and more and more more and more and more.
0: And it's great. You're really embracing it.
1: I, you know, I, I'm getting old, you know, I, I I don't mind the number. What I mind is like when I wake up and I'm like, Oh God, why is, why is that hurt? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why does does everything hurt?
0: unavoidable stuff. Why does everything hurt?
1: (laughs) That's the part that I don't like the mammograms well that i don't get
0: yeah but no i got up it was just a few days ago i got up from the sofa and like i guess i grunted or something and lexton's like are you are you okay It's like yeah i just stood that's all like (laughs) that's just the standing noise as you age and i'm sure it will just get louder and longer yeah yeah
1: sad I mean, again, I I pulled a muscle uh, at the beginning of December and I even did physical therapy for it. And now when the weather changes and it starts to rain or snow, it starts to hurt. Have I really gotten to that point in my life where an injury starts to hurt when the weather changes? I think I am. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you need a rocker for your front porch. (laughs) I do. Sit out. The rain's coming. Yeah. So I guess if you have any like comments about James Blake or Metric
1: or getting or older or Zelda or Zelda or oral Zelda. reports uh, speaking in front of large groups of people.
0: Um, yes, maybe some horror stories since Heather has a lot of that coming up, send us those horror stories. <laughs> That'd be great. You can as always email us to stories at manicramblings.com. Where you can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ManicRamblings. And of course, Patreon.com slash ManicRamblings.
1: Yes. And until next time, if someone walks up to you and says, Hey, are you so-and-so? Like, maybe smile and and smile.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe just like that general life rule of don't be a dick.
1: Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary